Bro. Hey everyone, this is Sidebar. Are you fucking real, man? Come on. Hey, Jess. Hey, Angie. You know, it's not an episode unless I do something. <laughs> right? Oh. I also just realized how close I am to this fan. See? Do you want me to do you want me to sit over there? No. So hi everyone. We swapped spots from where we usually <laughs> sit. And it it has completely thrown off my mojo. Like I actually felt like I got everything set, ready to record, got the mic in a good spot, you're in a good spot. I thought, oh fuck! Now I got a Charlie horse. Would you like me to rotate the table? Uh, <laughs> no, because of how everything's plugged in. It's just, God damn it. I'm so sad. <laughs> the vibes are off, you might say. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so that's why I need a drink. And good thing, because tonight's drink is a sex on the beach. Woo! And I've never tried this before, so I'm very excited. This is my first time making it. But you've had one before? Yeah. Yeah? Mm, that's like? pretty good. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty yummy. It's like nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. Very summery. Yeah, good thing that it's summertime. Um, Man, my mojo is off. I'm trying to think, what was the last episode before this? Because I'm like blanking. Was it Emily? I want to say it was yeah, Emily. It was. Oh, I was with Emily. I hope you guys like that episode. Mm-hmm. That was a good one, I think. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was Sorry fun. for like the audio. The audio did get a little wonky, and I sound like I'm all the way in the back over here. <laughs> uh, like all three of us at some point or another throughout recording was on one mic. Yep. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, we're kind of doing another spooky spiritual episode we are doing a cryptid episodes mm-hmm. we haven't talked about cryptids in a while yeah we haven't done we haven't done a spooky one in a while yeah and i'm just like you know what like it'll be fun i want to yeah. do a cryptids yeah. and uh apparently like cryptids are becoming the new thing one of the podcasts i listen to shout out to morbid podcast um i'm catching up on some of their episodes right now and they said they're gonna do a cryptid episode so nice. i wonder if it's already out it's probably already out by the time you hear this they have probably have already done theirs and go check them out we don't know them at all but they're good <laughs> oh my gosh i love morbid hey morbid hey if you ever want to talk mm-hmm. hit us up um but yeah so jess has two Mm-hmm. cryptids and i got two cryptids what were your states uh colorado and nevada yeah and then i am oregon and new hampshire mm-hmm. i wanted to pick opposite coast nice i'm thinking you do one i do one you back and forth like that sure okay the floor is yours who are you starting off with okay so i'm starting off with colorado and when i was researching this cryptid it's kind of like a more like I wouldn't say like funnier, but it's like kind of it's like kind of goofy. Yeah, it, it gave me that impression. So it's called the Slide Rock Bolter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I've seen, <laughs> heard something about this one. It's like everybody's new favorite cryptid. Oh my god! <laughs> so put it on a shirt. New favorite cryptid. Right. So this this cryptid, the Slide Rock Bolter. Let me get back to my notes real quick here. Hmm. 
Okay. Oh my gosh. While you do that, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I totally, it's just been a while since I had to like read a cocktail recipe that wasn't just like a one step Mm -hmm. mix and stir thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I totally forgot to do the recipe. Oh, and our bar snack for this episode is ramen. Yes. We (laughs) had lunch and we ate ramen. So So that's our snack. (laughs) Um, that's not the recipe. Here's the recipe. So to make a sex on the beach, you get a shaker, put some ice in it and do one and a half ounces of vodka, one and a half ounces of peach schnapps, one and a half ounces of cranberry juice, one and a half ounces of orange juice. God, I had to sneeze throughout that whole thing. And I was just trying to tough it through. (laughs) Um, yeah. So basically equal parts of uh, vodka, peach, schnapps, cranberry juice, and orange juice. Shake it up until your shaker's frosted. Strain into a highball glass and serve. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's yummy. Yeah, it's delicious. Super easy to make. Um, so back to you, Jess. All right. So this cryptid is the Slide Rock Bolter. He is, he kind of looks like this giant fish (laughs) uh and basically it's a giant like land dwelling fish it it's hooks onto the side of a mountain and it has a giant mouth and basically the story is it once it sees tourists or like hikers it lifts up its hook and slides down the mountain and gulps everything in its path fucking imagine you're just hiking somewhere in like the rocky mountains and it's peaceful, quiet, <laughs> and then you step on a twig, and then suddenly the earth starts to rumble, and you look, and you see this weird Pac-Man looking motherfucker with a hook tail coming right. full speed at you down the mountain. Yeah, and it's it's basically been attributed to, um, like, disappearances. Oh, really? Like, hiker disappearances. And so... Oh, 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 oh. Any, like, stories with that that you have? Yes. So, this is an excerpt from the book. Let me read the the name of the book. Okay, so, Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods by William T. Cox in 1910. Damn. is Is this story of the Slide Rock Bolter. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. Okay, in the mountains of Colorado, where in the summer the woods are becoming infested with tourists, much uneasiness has been caused by the presence of the slide rock bolter. This frightful animal lives only in the steepest mountain country where the slopes are greater than 45 degrees. It has an immense head with small eyes and a mouth somewhat the somewhat kind of looks like a giant like deep sea fish. Mm-hmm. And it and running Oh, and the, his mouth is so wide that it runs back behind his ears. What? It has ears? Well, that's what it, sa- that's what it says anyway in the description. You see, it's like a giant, like, mountain fish. <laughs> uh, why Why did Colorado get a mountain <laughs> fish? Right? Like, is Colorado known for fishing? Well, I think it's like, it's not like actually a fish though. Cause it's like, it like hooks up on the side of the it mountain. Kinda it kind of looks like looks a like whale. Like a yeah, it does. It looks like, it's like a land whale, mountain Me. whale. <laughs> and so the tail consists of a divided flipper with enormous grab hooks, 
which it fastens over the crest of the mountain or ridge, often remaining there motionless for days at a time, watching the gulch for tourists and other hapless creatures that may enter it. Okay, real quick. I uh-huh. have a question. Mm-hmm. So is it just... Like, how do people not, like, start walking into the mount- into the mountains and look up and see a whale just chilling on the side of the mountain? I... Like, does it does it have some type of, like, camouflage powers? Like, how do people, like, continue to walk around this mountain if there's, like, this big angry-looking fish there? Let's see. So this one, this website talks about it being found by, oh, and this is the uh, cryptidsfandom.com, by the way. Cryptids with a Z mm-hmm. for the website. Um, let's see. Recounted by the lumberjacks of North America during the 19th and early 20th centuries. Let's, let's see if it says anything about, I didn't read anything about camouflage. Maybe it's just like, because it stays there for so long, it kind of gets like maybe overgrown with stuff. Oh. Let's see. Like it just kind of looks like a, like a mossy rock or Mm -hmm. something. Hmm. The animal is a menace not only to tourists, but to the woods as well. Because oh. it just, like, wipes out all the trees in its path. Yeah. Um, let's see. A forest ranger whose district includes the rough county between Ophir Peaks and the Lizard Head, which I guess is a mountain, uh-huh. conceived the bold idea of decoying a slide rock bolter to its own destruction. The dummy tourist... Uh, there was, so there was a dummy tourist that he hooked up with, like, dynamite. Yeah. And it was filled with dynamite and gunpowder and placed in a conspicuous place where, sure enough, according to this website, it says that, sure enough, the next day, it attracted the attention of a bolter which had been hanging for days on the slope of Lizard Head. The resulting explosion flattened half of the buildings in Rico, which were never rebuilt. Damn. <laughs> They're just like, man, that really sucks that that happened. Right. Oh, well, anyways, let's just move. <laughs> right? They're like, we don't need this land anymore. Ooh, one of this comment says maybe they're huge salamanders. <laughs> 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 the deadly mountain whale is what people are calling it. <laughs> yeah, because it looks like a big fucking whale. It does. How does it get back up? Well, it does have grabbers, so maybe it, like, grabs up back the mountain, it climbs up the mountain. So it only has, it can only look forward. Yeah. It can't, like, it just goes up and down, yep. that's it? Yep. <laughs> can you imagine to... what that would look like, it going up, just the whole... Right? I bet it's loud, too. Yeah. So, yeah, but... That's the recount according to 1910 Fearsome Critters. <laughs> Damn. Uh, where, which one, I guess, well, I'll ask you this question. Like, mm-hmm. I was going to be like, what's your favorite cryptid we've done so far? But there's some, like, you haven't heard mine and I haven't mm-hmm. heard the other one. So, wow. Uh, what are your thoughts about the Colorado Boulder? Well, I think it's kind of cool that it's, like... You know, I'm sure it's, you know, folklore and stuff, but it's, it's American folklore. And I think it's pretty cool that it, this, it's in a book that's all the way back published in 1910. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I like the cryptids that are like really old. They've like been around for a while, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah. I feel like the old, the older the cryptid story is and the newer the sightings, the more I feel like, what if it actually is real? Right? Like, yeah. I mean. In my research, I did not find a lot of sightings. Yeah. This that, is kind of more of like a cool story kind yeah. of cryptid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's kind of how some of mine were too. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one I'm going to do is, is Oregon. And oh my gosh, there's a cave in Oregon that I want us to talk about right. on a future episode. But right now, uh, Oregon's cryptid for our future map that we still have yet to buy and we will make <laughs> at some point. In the future, when <laughs> things come down, right? Um, this is called Colossal Claude, and I want to say it is its first sighting was by a man named L. A. Larson in 1934, hmm. and its first sighting was in uh. Columbia River in Oregon. And it's also known as Marvin the Monster. See, these are cool when you can pinpoint, like, specific exact sightings. Yeah. This one's kind of just like, it's in the mountains. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, They say that the Colossal Claude is said to be 15 to 40 feet long with an 8 foot long neck. It has a round hand body with a snake, like a body-like snake. Mm -hmm. Um... Horse or camel-like head and a long serpent tail. Oh. So it's kind of like the Americans, like, Loch Ness, Loch Ness Monster, mm-hmm. but with, like, a little more character. Because hmm. it kind of got, like, these. Like, here's a picture of it. It's like <gasps> the Loch Ness Monster and a seal had a baby. He's funny looking. <laughs> I like the sea monsters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently in... I want to say it was 2001. Someone took a picture of him. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but on this website called To Constructive and Jive, hmm. uh, I think it's kind of like a web article page. And, it's, mm-hmm. and the article, I'll link it in the show notes. But the article is called Does Colossal Claude Exist? Hmm. And basically it talks about someone found... Like, the original story from L.A. Larson, I want to say his name was again, of what happened. Cool. When he saw it. So, <laughs> and the story, I'm going to read it verbatim on the article mm-hmm. because the person just, like, wrote it as if it was, like, a script. Mm-hmm. Um, the mouth of the Co- Columbia River is no place to be dubbed the graveyard of the Pacific. Hundreds and hundreds of ship ha- ships have crashed upon the shore and snuck with Nari, with a soul surviving. What? Like, Na- nary a soul. Like, nobody survived. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the sheer force of the waves is deadly. And one day in 1934, the crew of the lightship Columbia spotted the creature. It was like nothing they had seen before. A monster from the deep. Dot, dot, dot. And then it goes into, in 1934, Columbia River Bar, the waters were calm one night, but the stillness was broken by a shudder beneath the waves. The tug, 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 wrapping across the metal hull, a giant beast beneath. But what, whatever could it be? 
near to the Columbia River Bar, a shark, perhaps? A giant whale? Ellie Larson, a crewman, scrambled to the deck to gaze out at the endless ocean, binoculars in hand, as all around eagerly waited to hear what he could see. And there, in the water, a creature, a strange creature, a creature not a shark or a whale, but something altogether different. Larson could hardly speak. Uh, also, quick sidebar: Were binoculars around in nineteen in the nineteen thirties? They were, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why that kind of stuck out. I was like, when were binoculars made? <laughs> I can look it up. If you want. <laughs> I have Hello, technology. <laughs> oh. I don't know why. Out of the whole story, when I first read it, oh, that's the part that like stuck out to me. Is just like, what? Wow! How long have binoculars been around? Johan. Friedrich Voigtlander is credited with the first invention of binoculars in 1823. Damn, boy! So a whole hundred years before. So, yep, 1930, they definitely had binoculars. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. Okay. I don't know why, but I feel like that gives the story a little bit. I don't know why I didn't think binoculars were around then. It's because... telescopes were already around and he Mm -hmm. just like basically like put them together (laughs) yeah he was just like check this out guys now i have two (laughs) do you think the guy who invented a telescope was pissed (laughs) probably imagine he's just like what the fuck man let's see when was a telescope invented (laughs) (laughs) it was like the day before Mm, right (laughs) he was like i was literally working on my next phrase of bio uh (laughs) Oh, no. By telescopes? He didn't care. He didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was invent the the telescope was invented by Hans Hans Lippershey in 1608. Shit! It took 200 years before they put them together so that you could look through both eyes. <laughs> Damn humanity! Get it together. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You know, it kind of makes me longer to like, how long did it take us for us to try the whole just unplug it and plug it back in thing? <laughs> right. You know, if it took them 200 years to take two telescopes and put them together so you look out of both. Right. I mean, but like, you gotta imagine there was some kid or someone out and around literally doing that. Like, mm-hmm. have you ever done that with kaleidoscopes? Like have two different ones and yeah. just like turn it? You know, like, I'm sure there was a kid or someone who did that. So I invented something. Or he's just like, hey, guys, check this out. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that's not how you use a telescope. Right. Gosh, you uncultured swine. That's so stupid. dumb kid. And then 200 years later, this guy was just like, you know what? What if we just put them together? Like, you're a genius. (laughs) You know what? Sidebar, Mm -hmm. but because I'm taking another sip of this drink. You know what this kind of tastes like? What? You know those Sour Patch Kid watermelons? No. Oh. But that's what it tastes like. It's Sour about, Patch Kid watermelon. What about peach rings? You know the peach rings? I know you don't really like peach. No. Oh, well, anyways, it tastes <laughs> like... Anyways, for it the listeners... It tastes like candy. It tastes like those two things mixed together. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to describe it. I'm just like, sorry, I don't... <laughs> I mean, I can't do... The only watermelon candy I'll eat is Airheads. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, there's something about it. It's just really good when it's, like, in Airhead form. Mm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Not a sponsor, but you can. 
<laughs> Our DMs are open to any sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> and watch like Viagra messages us. <laughs> They're just like, hey. Did you know that that started out as a blood pressure medication? Did it? It was, it, I mean, sometimes it's still given to women with high blood pressure. Oh my gosh, you're saying I could have been prescribed Viagra when Possibly? I had preeclampsia? Well, I don't know interactions with, like, babies and, like, pregnancy Oh, and stuff, okay. But look, I do know that sometimes women get prescribed Viagra for high blood Damn. <laughs> do you think they're just like, huh, I don't know what this turning in my gut is. Right? <laughs> they're like, my blood pressure's down and also. <laughs> <laughs> but also, <laughs> something's rising. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, anyways, um, back to the story. <clears throat> it was about 40 feet long, he said much later on. It had a neck some 8 feet long, a round body, a mean-looking tail, and an evil, snarky look in its head. All right. Here, a beast below, he shouted to his fellow crewmates, pointed out, a creature that was now so close to them, they didn't need the binoculars. Together, the crew spent hour after hour watching the odd creature swim around and around below. Captain, we can get closer. We must get closer. In the horror movie, it was about now they get eaten. Dot, dot, dot. Man, that guy, he's just like, if this was a horror movie, they will die. Right? (laughs) The captain wisely refused. The crew, they wanted to take us. The crew, they wanted to take a small boat and go after the creature. But even more, the captain refused. Why? Why refused? He believed the creature would devour them if they got any closer. A huge beast, more than capable of sinking the ship. The seas are rough, notoriously rough. The crew had endeavored a month's worth of storms. One crew member snapped. He became insane, wrote another crewman. He had to be tied up for safety until a lighthouse tender was able to creep close enough three days later to take him off and hustle him ashore when he where he, when he could relax and quiet his nerves. Damn, three days? Three days. Damn. Well, I mean, I don't know how they knew that there was like a month's worth of storms, but like, I, this is why I don't know if I actually want to move close to an ocean or a beach, mm-hmm. because just like, imagine those storms. Right. Yeah, you're spend, stuff. Yeah, you're spending like thousands upon thousands of dollars on having like a beachside <laughs> house just for like Mother Nature to come fuck it up. Imagine that insurance policy too. Right. God. Yeah, you better hope you have good insurance. Yeah. And then there's just this poor lighthouse tender. He's just like, motherfuckers gotta go all crazy out in sea. I gotta go take his happy ass back to shore. Now I have to roll all the way right. out here. God. I would be pissed. Right. Mm-hmm. And then madness. Yeah, and his wife is probably like trying to clean up the lighthouse and be like, "These motherfuckers can't even like get their wits about them on a boat." Now I have to give them my home. Right. Little Billy's in the corner, just be like, "Is he gonna tell us she see stories, mommy?" And be like, "Shut up, Billy." <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, <laughs> but um, what's the strange? What's the sighting of the strange creature? Pure madness. Like that brought upon the other crewmen? 
They refused to admit madness? Surely not. Something was out there. But what? And from where did it come? The crewmen dubbed their little odyssey Colossal Claude. And from then on, a legend was born. Thought as a, disaster, a distant sea shanty from the mounts of a crew driven insane by the storms. But inter- interest in Claude took an altogether less fable turn in 1937. In that year, policemen were inundated, 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 inundated. How though with the un un inundated 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 yeah. See, this this is not made for people like me to read. <laughs> Here, I'm going to restart, and when it comes back to that word, I'll point to you. Okay. <laughs> and that year, policemen were inundated with calls, calls from fishermen who had spotted out, um, spotted out in the sea a strange odyssey. Was it Claude? Yes, it was Claude. Colossal Claude, a massive serpent monster. We don't know. Look out there. There it is. In the same year, a trawler, the Viv, docked in Astoria. Astoria? Astoria. Astoria. A-S-T-O-R-I-A. Astoria. Astoria. Docked in Astoria, and the skipper, Charles E. Graham, came ashore all in panic. I saw it, too. A long, hairy, tan-colored creature with the head of an overgrown horse about 40 feet long and with four foot weight measures one fisherman one of many listening listening to the tale of the skipper nodded he knew it's claude he said claude for them was very much real and then it goes um Marine experts at the time rushed to dismiss some dinosaur-sized ancient beast striking the waves. It's a shark. It's a whale. Or even a whale shark. Mm-hmm. Why are they only stuck in those two things? Right? It's like the only thing they know that's out in the sea is whales and sharks. Something like only 5% of the ocean has been <laughs> explored. I know! Like, it's, it's, ba- like, they call the ocean the final frontier now because it's the only place yeah. that's not completely explored by people. Yeah, I was at my friend's house who wants to move to Alaska and they were just like, yo, it's the final frontier. I'm like, no, it's not. I want to move to Alaska. <laughs> no, it's cold. It's snows. The hottest it gets is 79. You really want to be out somewhere where it's only 79 degrees? Maybe sometimes. I guess that means I don't want to live there. Honestly, I yeah. would like I would live in New Hampshire. See, it's so green. It snows. I know they get you don't big like people snow. snow. It's scary. Like literally, snow. I have come to the re- sidebar. Yeah. I have come to the realization that snow terrifies me. That's fair. Like I still, whenever I see the snow, I still get that anxiety of being like 17, 18 years old with everything I own mm-hmm. in my car and crashing in the snow. Yeah. And just feeling, like, so alone. And I'm like, I never want to have that experience again. I mm-hmm. never want to feel that. And so I hate driving in the snow. I literally, when Lyra was still, like, on her oxygen stuff, and, like, I looked at her and I was like, you better hope it doesn't mm-hmm. fucking snow because you're driving us. 
<laughs> I ain't fucking driving. You gotta drive us. Like, baby needs her appointment. Come on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and he was just like, you're fine. I'm just like, nope, you, you gotta drive us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thankfully, it did it, but I was just like, just so you're aware. Every winter, I just kind of like point and look at him just like, if it snows, right? You're driving. I'm not driving anywhere. That's fair. Um, anyways, back to the story. Um, but then the legend had overwhelmed many theories any scientists had. More and more reports started flooding in and they were spreading. 150 miles away from the last known sighting at a place known as Devil's Churn. Uh, a couple reported seeing a similar animal 150 miles away. Claude was on the loose. And then it goes into a little bit more stories. But basically, that's it. Nice. Yeah. Um, Funky little sea monster. Yeah. I and also have a sea monster for you, actually. You do? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lake monster, but you know. Same category. <laughs> <laughs> and all this stuff, I will post it in the show notes. Also, um, another quick little sidebar. In case anyone doesn't know who listens, what the show notes are, it's wherever you're listening to the podcast and you look at your little player sometimes, at least I know for Apple, you will see this little section that has like a little like splur of like on this episode, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a click to read more. It's that. It's the little description you will see under your episode. Those are called show notes. And I'm assuming, like, Spotify and other common ones, it will show Mm -hmm. up similar as it does to Apple, where you click on your episode and you'll see, like, a little splur about it. Those are the show notes. Click on them, read them. That's how you get our contact information. Back to you, Jess. (laughs) All right. Ready for my monster? Yes. So this one's for Nevada. And the monster is a lake monster, and it's... Tessie with a T. Oh. Tessie, the lake, the monster mean, of Lake Tahoe. Oh, okay. Not Nessie. This you one, mean this Tracy? One... Tracy with the... <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, Tracy with, with the Honda? Honda? <laughs> no. Tessie. It's like Nessie, but with a T. Uh-huh. So. What if it was... You mean Tessie? Tessie with the lake? Down, <laughs> down at Lake Tahoe? <laughs> Nah, man. Tessie with the ass. <laughs> <laughs> so this article is on renoscuba.com, and it's a scuba diving blog. Mm. Um, this article was written by Scott Hagen, December 17th, 2019. Mm-hmm. Tessie, the monster of Lake Tahoe, the state's largest freshwater lake. Tahoe has long been rumored to be home to both an underwater mob graveyard and a huge unknown creature. A story often told around Tahoe is that a few years back, a fisherman trolling off the south shore got his hook caught on something in the deeps. When he finally freed it and reeled in his catch back to his boat, he found a well-preserved human ear on the end of his line. Another, another version of this story is that he found a, a three-fingered human hand. Oh, so what? Like it, was a, it was like a severed human hand with two fingers missing. Ugh. Um... According to local legend, the 900-foot-deep waters of South Shore served as a dumping place for mob victims from the 1920s to the 50s. Damn. 
Hundreds of gangsters' corpses are suspended in the depths, they say, preserved from decay and prevented from gas-bloated surfacing by the near-freezing deep waters. Wait, sidebar. Like, legit, they just know there's a whole bunch of bodies just kind of, like, ballooning up in the water? No, no, no. It They don't float. They don't balloon Well, I mean, because... like, you know how they call, like, cement feet? So they kind of just look like balloons? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is it is rumored that they're there. Oh. And that's part of the theory is that the reason they don't float to the surface is because the waters are so cold. Oh. So it doesn't allow them to go through, like, the gas process, I mm-hmm. guess, that makes them, like, Did bloat. you know that I had to swim in the Rio Grande for three hours? Speaking of floating corpses or what? <laughs> yeah, speaking of floating corpses. So uh, a little tangent here on sidebar. You know, that's why you came here, right? Right. <laughs> um, I was in the sixth grade going to seventh grade. It was summertime. So I was like, what, 12, 13? Mm-hmm. And um, my friend, um, we're going to call her B. She was just like, hey, my mom and I do this boat race down in Las Cruces, like in Las Cruces, um, every year down the Rio if you want to join. And she asked our other friend to come join with us. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. Well, the point is, like, you make your own raft and then you race. And then there's a whole bunch of prizes for, like, first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. Well, you can also compete without getting, like, either. Um, there was, like, some stipulation, like, if you compete and win, depending on what race you were doing, you can still win something, but you wouldn't win the full prize. Mm-hmm. So they got two inflatable boats and they realized oh it's not gonna fit everyone like Mm -hmm. mom was gonna go solo and then it's gonna be us three and so i got voted to go sit with mom of course (laughs) and mom had a literal mountain dew addiction (laughs) and she literally carried around cooler with her oh my god and guess who again got voted out of a boat for a cooler oh my god so I had to swim and kind of just get dragged and push this large woman with her Mountain Dew cans down the Rio Grande. If you have that much of a problem that you have to carry a cooler with you everywhere you go, yeah, you need to get it together. You need to quit the Mountain Dew. Or yeah. whatever it is. Like, she couldn't just take a few cans for the road? Because right? I remember we originally started with us you know, us two in the cooler in it. But it just wasn't comfortable. And I think I was like, you know, I can, like, get out. Uh-huh. Or, like, I think she suggested I get out. And I was like, <laughs> sure, why not? And, Damn. like, she never brought me back in the boat. Damn. I had to do that whole fucking thing. There was one time she quit paddling. Damn. There was a guy, he literally got, like, some logs, tied some rope, and, like, huckleberry thin a raft. That's ridiculous. And he was just like, hey, hey are you the man? Because he saw me pushing her. And, like, she had <laughs> Mountain Dew. And he was just like, are you going to give her one? And she was like, no. Wow. Yeah, and guess what? We won the children's race. We're an hour. We won by an hour ahead Ooh. of my friends who were in the other boat. Wow. Because they were paddling. Damn. Yeah. I was tired and obnoxious. Oh, man, I'm sure. Yeah. I, if I could help it, I don't want to go back in the river unless I'm in something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like how brown it is and yeah. I can't see uh, the My bottom. feet got scraped by stuff. Oh. Uh, there was something. I literally thought at one point, like, I stepped on a hand. 
It, I mean, it's possible. It's New Mexico. Right? <laughs> I, the, I don't... Who knows when the last time our rivers got, like, raked through, you know? Oh, right. I'm sure never. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they did it in Elephant Butte. That's fair. Yeah. But anyways, continue with your story. So, okay, so... Even stranger than the tales of the graveyard are the tales of Tessie. Mm -hmm. Locals maintain that a large, unidentified, serpent-like creature lives in the deepest parts of the lake and usually appears around June in even-numbered years. Oh. Dubbed Tessie, in imitation of Loch Ness's Nessie, the beast allegedly appears in Washoe Native American legend and may have first been spotted by 19th century settlers. Oh. So it's in it's part of their legends. Ooh. Tessie made headlines in the San Francisco Chronicle on July 12, 1984, when the local re- when the local paper reported that two women had seen the Lake Tahoe Leviathan a month earlier. Tahoe City residents Patsy McKay and Diane Stavarakas Stavarakas, I think. <laughs> I go for you for pronunciation. Stavarakas were hiking above the west shore when they spotted the creature swimming in the lake. McKay said that the beast was about 17 feet long. She watched it closely and saw it surface three times like a little submarine. Her companion said that the creature had a hump-shaped back and seemed to surface in a whale-life lethargic manner. So, like, kind of, like, slow. Mm-hmm. She was also sure that it wasn't a diver, a log, or a large ripple. Two years earlier, a pair of off-duty Reno policemen had also taken a turn with Tessie. Mm -hmm. Officers Chris Beebe and Jerry Jones were water skiing in the lake in June 1982 when an unusually large creature swam by them. Yet another story about Tahoe asserts that there's an underground river system that links the lake with Pyramid Lake in Nevada. Apparently, the bodies of people who have drowned in Tahoe have surfaced in Pyramid Lake 50 miles to the north. What? This phenomenon, however, might be due to the corpses floating over the North Tahoe spillway onto the Truckee River and then downstream to the Pyramid Lake. So there's a theory that there might be underground underground tunnels, but there's also another explanation for how they got there. Mm-hmm. But, like, can't they test out the theory? Couldn't they make, like, say, a dummy and just stick, oh. like, some type of tracking device on it? This next part kind of talks about this. The, the closest anyone ever came to figuring out Tahoe's mysteries was in the mid-1970s. Famed oceanographer Jacques Cousteau... Brought a, <laughs> right? <laughs> brought a mini submarine to the lake and did several dives in search of the 1600 foot bottom he returned to the surface allegedly saying the world isn't ready for what is down there and to his death refused to release any pictures or data from the expedition Okay, so potentially this guy, so, someone who's related to this guy has this information. Right. Because it has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's, okay, that's something I wonder. Like, say if you die and you don't have any family, where does all your shit go? Because, like, they say, like, the state will take it, but, mm-hmm. I mean, the state's not going to hold on to couches and tables. Probably like sold an auction. <laughs> Oh. So anyone who's either related <laughs> to Jacques Cousteau 
<laughs> or uh, one his shit, let us know. Come on, it's been mm-hmm. about time. Which <gasps> we almost forgot. Huh. Guys, I know this is kind of late news. So when we found out of when this happened was last week, and we're recording now, and you're going to hear this a week after we record. But some fucking asshole blew up the Guidestones. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to whatever episode it was when we did the Guidestones. Yep. I want to say what? That was episode like 30, 32 or 3? Yeah. Someone like blew up the Guidestones. Mm-hmm. Um, I From the time we saw the article, I don't think anyone knew who did it, but they do, do have footage of the car going to the Guidestones that... And then, like, shortly afterwards, the Guidestones blew up. So, like, Georgia, what is going on? If you got any... If anyone from Georgia knows what's going on, I know this is going to come out late. Mm-hmm. But, like, for us, just, like, let us know. Like, comment on Instagram on what you know about the, what's going on with the Guidestones. Mm-hmm. But since you said the 70s and, like, it just triggered. Right. <laughs> I'm like, ha But continue with your cryptid. Oh, that was the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, man, that, there's, see, why, what's up with all these people from, like, the 70s and 80s that are just like, no, I'm going to keep this a secret. Right. I thought we got done with the whole secret keeping in, like, the Stone Age. I was just like, no, I'm going to take this <laughs> to the grave. I know, right? I'm good. Okay, so my next cryptid is for New Hampshire. Shout out New Hampshire. I would live there, man. Man. Also, quick little sidebar. There was only one movie I ever saw that took place in New Hampshire. And it was actually New Hampshire and New Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's called Eyes or In Their Eyes or something like that. And it's about this woman who lives in New Hampshire who sees um, through the eyes of a guy who lives in New Mexico. Oh. I want to say he's from like Santa Fe or Angel Fire or something. And it just happens randomly, and then they, like, start falling in love, and then it gets, like, a little weird to where they're, like, stand in the mirror, I want to see what you look like. Hmm. And so they're just staring at themselves standing in the mirror, and and they will, like, talk in their head to be like, can you see me now? (laughs) Also? And then they do eventually meet. Oh my gosh, that sounds great. Also, once you're done with your cryptid, if we have time, I did find a... Which cryptid are you quiz? <gasps> yes! Woo, 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 Behold woo. your government assigned cryptid is Ooh, what it says. <laughs> we should do this every, like, every few. We could do it after, what, this is four, mm-hmm. five, six, seven, eight. So every eighth cryptid we do, we'll do the test. Okay. See if it changes. Yeah. So back to New Hampshire's cryptid. It is the Wood Devils. Huh. And... There's actually a kind of an interesting tale with this. So a wood devil is what a lot of the locals known to be a kind of like a relative of the Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Mm. But they're the wood devils are, as I said, they're similar to Sasquatch, and they roam the woodlands in the hills of Coors County, New Hampshire, mm. since the 1930s. Um, they're super skinny and they're tall, about seven to nine feet with shaggy tan to gray hair and uns- and unsolsible, unsolsible, unusual, 
I'm a dumbass. <laughs> An unusual trait, sim- slightly similar behavior to the hide behind or even the whirling wimpos. Hmm. Um, so I guess those are other cryptids. And basically what it's saying, it's a Bigfoot that uses the trees to hide. That's pretty cool. And like, if, it, does it climb the trees? No, it like hi- literally like hides behind. Huh. So if they see hikers, they will hide behind uh, a tree. If there's no trees around, they'll stand so till so still, and I guess they look enough like trees <laughs> to where they say people um, can walk into one before they even realize <laughs> what they walked into. Oh man, that would be scary, right? Also, shout out to the 1930s. My this cryptid is also from the 1930s. Nice. Um, but there was a spike in sightings of the Devil Woods Wood oh, Devils. Interesting. In the 1970s, leading conspiracy theories to believe they had found they had actually found Bigfoot. Ooh. Yeah, because they're I guess they're like cousins and stuff. Um, they're fast moving and. They try to, like, avoid humans. Mm-hmm. And they have been seen also in parts of Vermont and the Canadian border. Hmm. What was it called again? Wood Devil. Wood Devil. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there's also a high level of activity of them in the White Mountains. Hmm. We, uh, should go, we should go Bigfoot hunting. Yeah! <laughs> that would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was even an amateur photographer from uh, New Hampshire... Who identified as Will, according to this article, and he gave account to the Phantoms and Monsters, which I'm assuming is like a a newspaper article somewhere in New Hampshire and stuff. But basically what it says, I'll do like a more brief thing, is that like he likes to do photography in like the woods and all this stuff. And this is, and he tries to go out very often. And this is kind of where the story takes place. He says... I parked off Berlin Road and walked into the woods east of the dam. I walked about a thousand feet or so. It was very dense and the light was low. Sorry. (laughs) What was that? I I clicked on an ad on accident. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, I walked about a thousand feet or so. It was very dense and the lights... And the light was low, so I decided to get closer to the lake where I can pick up some better light. As I turned north, I heard a crackling sound behind me. I turned to see what it was, but saw nothing. So I started to walk towards the area where the sound came from. I hadn't walked far when I saw something tall and thin dart from behind a sugar maple tree Mm -hmm. and quickly disappeared. I stood for a minute, and again, this thing came from behind the large maple tree and then vanished again. I tried to get a photograph, but the darn thing was fast and nothing ever showed up on shot. It didn't show itself anymore that day. I went back to the location a couple more times, but never witnessed this thing again. There are a lot of legends my father tells us as kids, but I really never gave it much thought. Some of the people around here used to talk about wood devils in the White Mountains, but I've never heard about anything about anyone seeing one or anything similar to what I saw. Hmm. The thing was about seven foot tall, dark, thick fur and hair and thin. Much thinner than a normal man (sighs) at that height. Like I said, it was very fast and nimble. I Hmm. never heard a sound other than the footsteps it made when moving. 
And this was like one of the last sightings. Sightings as far less common today than they were in the 1930s to the 1970s. But the occasional oh. footprint is still spotted from time to time. Cool. I'm going to go Bigfoot hunting. Honestly. Wood devil hunting. <laughs> honestly, any excuse to go into the woods. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Sounds great. Right? But, yeah. I mean, when it comes to, like, Bigfoot, I still can't wrap my head around Bigfoot <gasps> being in the woods. Did you hear? Huh. Do you know who Coyote Peterson is? Mm-mm. Okay, so he is this pretty well-known and pretty, honestly, like, reputable, mm-hmm. uh, like, YouTuber. Uh-huh. And he basically goes out into, like, you know, the rainforest and stuff, and he finds, like, rare animals and, like, bugs and stuff. Damn. And if... I don't know if you've ever seen these videos, but he actually lets them bite him. So, oh, I think I know who you're talking about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So he claims that he found a large primate skull in Canada. What? And he claims that he smuggled it across the border. And he says that it might be a Bigfoot skull. But everybody's mm. saying it's a hoax. P- people are saying it's a hoax because it's illegal to take it's illegal to take, um, like, preserved remains across borders. Yeah, and that's that's something you don't publicize either. That's mm-hmm. where that's where it's a hoax. Like, he either had to get some type of special permission, mm-hmm. and he just came up with the explanation of how he got it. Yeah. Like, that part's made up and stuff because of X, Y, and Z reasons. But, but it's, yeah. But it's crazy because... I just looked it up right now. Mm-hmm. It it looks like it's like it looks like people are trying to cover it up mm-hmm. because when you Google it, so I just googled Bigfoot skull coyote Peterson, and Google literally gives me a warning. It says it looks like these results are changing quickly. If this topic is new, check the source and come back later for reliable oh, sources. Look. Shit. <gasps> Yo. So it literally looks like it literally looks like people are trying to actively like cover it up. Well, that's why it's weird. That's well, why that's it's the like thing. A Did he actually do this thing hella illegal? And they're just like, yo, you can't go publicizing this shit. Right. That's like hella illegal. I but mean, and I that's feel why, like that's they're covering up evidence. Saying. That's what people are saying. That's why like scientists are like skeptical of it because they're like, well, how did you get it across the border? Yeah. And also, like, how would he have kept it safe through customs? Mm -hmm. There's no fucking way that with, even if it was a check bag, that shit didn't get x-rayed to see if there's some crazy shit in there. honestly, he is pretty, like, he is pretty big. He could have flown, like, privately. Like, he could have flown it back on a That is a good point, you know. So, I mean, like, just because it's illegal doesn't mean he didn't I know. I mean, there's, like, tons of ways and stuff. Yeah. But, but like, we just don't know. Like, it literally, like, Google literally says, like, we don't know if this is legit, like, legit or not. Damn. Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> that is. But, like, also, like, dude, why are you getting all sketchy? Mm, right? And also, who wants to be like, yeah, I, like, illegally smuggled something? Wow. That's a picture that he posted. Okay. And he had, he had a YouTube video that was, like, taken down. Damn. Because it's probably like. He's probably lying, and now he's trying to, like, cover up his shit. See, but, like, 
I just can't wrap my brain around something as big as like an ape mm-hmm. hanging out in like a snowy forest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that I can't imagine them in a forest. It just has to be like <laughs> hot and right. like. Even our, like, forces here in New Mexico, like, they get some fucking snow. Yeah. So, it's only going to get more snowy up north, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like of any of the cryptids that would exist, it would be, first of all, the sea creatures. Yeah. we, you know. 100%. At one point, nobody knew that the giant squid existed. That mm-hmm. was just a kraken. And then one yeah. washed ashore, you know. But, but then, I don't know, I think... A large primate, like a large, could have possibly evolved alongside us. Maybe it's just like really smart, so it hides from us. If of any of the cryptids, I believe in Bigfoot and the sea monsters. I just can't get my head wrapped around Bigfoot. It just <laughs> seems kind of preposterous because it's just like I never thought it was an ape, and when I heard that it was like an ape, mm-hmm. that's why I'm just like, okay, then it can't. How can that be real? I need I need a more scientific explanation on how an ape could survive in our environment, in these trees and stuff like that. But maybe it evolved to survive in them, you know? But why... That's the argument, at least. But why would it... it like, why would it mimic a human's body? Like, what about our body or our anatomy makes it better to survive in those areas? Mm-hmm. Because, like, bears, they seem to be the ones thriving the most out there. So you would think it would want to mimic a bear. And as much as a bear stands on high legs, it only really does that in, like, a fighting, attackive, aggressive way. It's Mm -hmm. not its natural stance. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I just, like... Like, mm survivability-wise kind of thing. Because, like, the sea, no one knows what the fuck is going out there. Yeah. (laughs) We still haven't figured out the whole pressure thing to get something viable to live. Have you heard about the new, quote-unquote, wall they found in the ocean? Somewhat. I haven't read about it, but I've heard about it. There's this new fish, and it, like, how it moves. It moves weird. And it moves in, like, a clump, and they couldn't quite see it it Uh looked more of like light reflecting and then they realized hey this has mass oh shit it's a school of fish they're just kind of like blocking shit i had heard of that so weird and they they surface at night yeah they like raise to the surface Mm -hmm. to like eat bugs and stuff something like that i had heard a little bit about that that's pretty cool yeah like we're discovering new fish new stuff every single day the sea only gets deeper yeah for real like (laughs) i don't even know if well like, there's supposedly, like, a deepest point, but we don't know that for sure. Yeah, I, it's, I don't, like, we haven't explored the entire bottom of the ocean. There could yeah. be a deepest point that we, like, haven't found yet. <laughs> I mean, when was the last time someone was, like, legit smack dab in the middle of the ocean these days? Like, as much as we have, like, people, like, you know, there's just convenient ways of traveling. Mm-hmm. Not many people are doing, like, all the way to Europe to here now, you mm-hmm. know? Like... No one's really doing that boating, at least to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. And even still, like, what's out there? How would you document anything besides writing? And then even then, if you write it down and, like, your boat sunk, all that shit gets washed away. Well, even pictures. I mean, like, like it's hard to take a picture of something and then say definitively this is real, you know? Because people yeah. can doctor pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do we have enough time to do the cryptid quiz? Uh, yeah, probably. We're at the 57th mark now, so we cool. can probably do it. We can just do you if you want. 
Or do you want to do one? I got it here for you, so. Okay. I already typed in your name. Okay. (laughs) You're like, I'm ready. Right? (laughs) Okay, the first question, there's, I have to list, uh, like, some options. Uh Uh-huh. Is what is your preferred snack? Whatever fast food I'm craving, something I've just baked, something sweet like cookies, boba tea, granola or fruit, snacks question mark i'm on a diet chips dark chocolate watermelon candy i know it's not that one (laughs) or whatever's the quickest i'm in a hurry uh whatever fast food i'm craving cool okay okay i didn't know cryptids like fast food (laughs) it gives me the rock boulder right (laughs) because in colorado's (laughs) <laughs> this this was posted maybe like a little bit a little while ago because it says how are you spending your quarantine let's Damn. go like, how how did you spend your quarantine um i'm constantly facetiming my friends i miss being around people i'm trying to keep up a journal baking learning to knit doing yoga that's all one thing so Damn. like learning new hobbies um i'm enjoying my time alone i'm working on projects i didn't have time for before sleeping snacking I'm an essential worker, frowny face. <laughs> or there's a quarantine question mark. Do you want to look it up? Um, no. Can you kind of just pick whatever the closest is that I'm going stir crazy? Okay. Maybe. Because uh, it was me taking. Well, no, I didn't pick up any new. Hobbies. Maybe you miss being around people. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man, this one's this is a long list. Which one word would you pick to describe yourself? Exhausted, extroverted, unique, gentle, wild, I don't want to describe myself, determined, pretentious, free spirit, haunted, kind, introverted, funny, creative, loyal, quiet. I think I'm funny. Yeah, you're funny. Thanks. Choose an article of clothing. Doc Martens, sundress, whatever if, if, as long as it's black, sunglasses, comfy PJs, overalls, big sweater, a t-shirt advertising for JFK is trapped in the moon.org, uh, jeans, or a raincoat. Uh, comfy pajamas. Okay. Question five. Oh, five of ten, by the way. Why do you like cryptids? Do you believe they're real? And the questions are, I'm not interested in cryptids and I don't believe in them. I'm not sure why I'm taking this quiz at all. I like cryptids because I'm gay. They're not real. (laughs) I don't really believe, but I think the paranormal is super interesting. Cryptids are real, Bigfoot. (laughs) Bigfoot is real? Is that literally what it says? Cryptids are real. Bigfoot sold me weed behind the 7-Eleven. Okay, let's do that one. <laughs> well, like, I need a middle one because mm-hmm. I do think some cryptids are real, but I... Well, there's two more choices. The, okay. The, the last two are, uh, I'm interested in the unexplained phenomenon that occurs in our world. Mm-hmm. Things that lie just outside of human perception. I believe that there's a possibility of their exi- existence. And the last one is, of course they're real. I am one. <laughs> we'll go with the possibility. All right. <laughs> possibility on paper. Bigfoot sold me weed behind 7-Eleven. <laughs> I want a shirt that says that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
What shampoo do you use? The good shit. I care about my appearance, so I go all out of my way to get fancy shampoo. Organic stuff. I'm trying to keep my carbon footprint small. As long as it gets the job done, I don't really care. I don't wash my hair or something that smells good. Um, I don't do fancy, but I do try to take care of my hair. So maybe as long as it gets the job done? Sure. Okay. What is your vibe? There's tons of choices. Okay. Well, pick one which one is my vibe. Okay. Let me... I will I will give you a few options. Okay. Sunlight streaming through the forest. The musical sound of running water, clean and cold air. Uh, driving down the highway with the windows down, sunglasses, and candy stained tongues. Like you're eating candy. Yeah. Laughing so hard it hurts. Uh, dark red velvet, thick and creeping fog, noises calling out from the darkness, choking fear and cold skin. Mm. Fairy lights, the late night silence when everyone is asleep, pillow forts and knickknacks. Mm. I like that one. Okay. Throw in some rain. Question eight. Where do you like to spend the day? In your room? The arcade? A local cafe? Working in the garden or baking something tasty. Um, solving true crime. <laughs> Hanging out in graveyards. Yeah. Sleeping off last night's hangover so I can go out again. <laughs> Hiking in the woods. The art museum. Volunteering at a local soup kitchen. Uh, I would say gardening. Gardening. All right. What if I'm a fairy? <laughs> What do you think? There is a future waiting, and it is full of joy. Homesick ghosts are keeping me awake. Never too much of a good thing. It is both reckless and necessary to make the choice to love. Death is an important part of life. Fortune favors the strange. You have to grow up and change the world that broke you. It is in your best interest to find a way to be very tender. I like the grow up and change the world that broke you. All right. And we are on question 10 of 10. Oh, what's your favorite cryptid? This won't affect your results. I'm just curious. Uh, like, do I have to type it in? Yeah, it's a, it's a type in answer. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Cause I haven't discovered all the cryptids. Right. It doesn't affect your answer. So you can say whatever you want. Uh, what's pick? I'll pick out the ones that we just did. Um, let's do Claude. Okay, Colossal Claude. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then there's like Marvin the monster, <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> that one guy see. from the store I read, he was like, <gasps> "That was Claude." Ooh, you got a freaking cool one. Yeah, you got the Megalodon, the oh. giant shark. Woo! You are rarely, you are rarely spotted outside your bedroom, and would rather spend the day inside on your computer, <laughs> or perhaps lurking at the bottom of the ocean. So what if you likely went extinct billions of years ago? Believe in yourself Damn. and ignore the haters. <laughs> Maybe you should leave your room soon and get some fresh air. 
damn calling me fucking out <laughs> literally jordan's just like have you gone outside today right i feel like that one's like the same one that i would get honestly for real <laughs> we could uh, be megalodons together i do have a shark tooth tattoo yeah <laughs> well guys that was fun Ooh, i just let knock over my drink follow us on instagram email us uh, let us know how you like this episode. If you need any of that information, it is in the show notes. As always, drink responsibly and have a drink with us next time. Bye!